2: Hour number three, Magnificent Football Monday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast on Stadium for the next hour, where we'll be joined by the whale capper, Drew Dintic, coming up in 20 minutes, giving us his early looks week seven in the NFL and bets tonight for Monday Night Football. Lock is coming up a little later in the show. Ken's going to tell you how to bet national championship in college football. And I'll ask Ken. Hey, Ken. Should we be betting on Washington and Michael Penix after they beat Oregon this past Saturday? All our bets for tonight are coming up in the final hour of the show. We won't be on stadium for that, so make sure you click on over to twitch.tv backslash betql or youtube.com backslash Odyssey sports. We'll give you the bets of steel, our hockey bets for tonight. We'll break down game one of the NLCS with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies from Philadelphia. And then side total and props Monday Night Football in Los Angeles with the Cowboys and the Chargers as... Yeehaw! The Texas Rangers get out of the uh, the bottom of the first without incident, uh, and we will go to the top of the second in Houston with our Texas Rangers. Dare I say it? Team of destiny, mm. up for nothing on the lying, lion- cheating Houston yeah. Astros. Yeah, baby, hell yeah! D- is that? But you for think now, that's your
0: best skill, like aside from like hosting and like your actual career, like from a betting standpoint. You think your best skill is like these teams in the postseason that you just identify? I've,
2: uh, you know, I, I'll go back to 1994. I used to like okay. the Ken, Ken, Ken is the same way. I'm sure like you, our listeners and viewers, are the same way also. We're all like huge sports fans and we've been huge sports fans for like our entire lives basically like since we were yeah. kids like we love loved sports so every single year i would fill out you know when the playoff bracket would come out and like and i'll say like basketball and and hockey specifically for the purposes of what i'm saying now would always like fill the bracket out and i think like this is what's going to happen and my dad since i don't know if after he after he passed i don't know like where these are now but he right. kept the two brackets that i filled out in 1994 oh. for hockey and basketball respectively where I had Rangers over Canucks in the Stanley Cup final, which happened, and then like I I had Knicks over Rockets because I'm a Knicks fan, but like I like correctly predicted like both of those brackets. So I, yeah, sure. like I think I've like, generally like always been pretty good at it. Like who's the team of destiny this year? Um, I gained like I don't want to say like social notoriety is like a way dramatizing it, but sure. I had a lot of people kind of like tailing me a couple of years in twenty what year, whatever year the Capitals won the cup when they beat Vegas.
1: And like, oh, very okay.
2: early on in their run, I was, like, the Capitals of the team of destiny. Bet them in the series big time against P- Pittsburgh. And, like, the Penguins had beat, knocked it's them out like of the playoffs, like, every year. I think it was 17, maybe.
0: Yeah. But one of those you might years. You right. right. around then. Ah, uh,
2: that the, that Ovechkin won his cup. And, like, bet the yep. Capitals, basically, until the wheels came off. Had the Blues as the team of destiny the year that Jordan Bennington nice. and the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so really it's well. been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, last year we had the Phillies. They lost to the Astros. I had the Panthers and the Heat. This year, respectively. So yeah, I feel like yeah. it's pretty good. Doesn't always win the championship, but hopefully Texas I gets mean, there at least. In
0: terms of skills to have, that's like that's like a pretty fun one. I mean, I I was here for it. Like I just it's like the third inning of Game One against Tampa. Just like yeah, this team's, this team's going to the World Series. Like they might win. Be like what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like it's it's like three forty on a Monday, and we're you know just doing the show here. Like about to do some P squared B squared. It's like uh, no no Texas they they got it. Oh okay it's uh it's it's pretty remarkable we'll we'll see what happens obviously they're you know even if even if they win this game they're only up two zero, and you know i i think there's going to be a lot of home field advantage but also the travel is like an hour so it's like not really going to be a lot of travel and uh and a lot of fatigue going on in these games so we'll see what happens but looking good so far and then nl tonight where and you're so you're like big team arizona in this series
2: yeah, like I okay, so like water gun to my head, like pick the winner of the series, like like to save your life, who are you taking to win yeah. the series? Philly. Obviously, like yeah. I'm not gonna bet against the Philly with like with like my life on the line. But uh, yeah, I've got like Arizona futures bets here. So yes, like I would, I I I'd, I'd like for Arizona to win. I do I think they're going to like probably not. Like I think Texas is going to win. Like I actually think the Rangers are gonna win. Also, they won sure. Game One and they're up four nothing in Game Two, so easier to think that now. Uh, I think the Phillies will win. I am hoping against hope that Arizona finds a way to to pull it out. But I am like I'm not very optimistic about that. Like the Phillies, honestly, like might be the actual team of destiny this year and i might have been like a year early on the phillies
0: that's yeah, possible but if, i mean rangers phillies and the way really if, if anybody listens to me before the before the postseason started and we get rangers phillies like you're welcome and and honestly it's because nick, nick was the one with the rangers like i picked up on that and then i was like well like i kind of like the phillies against the braves and i think that series would beat the other series so whatever and that's end with rangers phillies so we'll see what happens looking good so far
2: uh, with this we have breaking news from NFL media's Tom Pelissero, and this uh this dovetails in with the last game that we talked about to end hour number two in week seven of the NFL. That was the Giants and the Commanders. Pelissero tweeting with Daniel Jones continuing to deal with his neck injury, the Gi- I mean, the Giants worked out quarterbacks Matt Barkley, K- Ken's cousin, and mm-hmm. and uh, and Ian Book who people remember started a couple years ago on Monday night football for the saints against the dolphins and might be like the worst starting quarterback in the history of the national football league. Uh, so this would be like, this is a bad sign for Daniel Jones early availability for Sunday. So maybe it's Tyrod and we get that three and you get the to bet giants plus three um, against the commanders. Yeah. They also three and out. the
0: over Ty- a healthy
2: Tyrod and yes. three
0: giants and the over yeah. and the
2: giants win that game and the giants will win if that's the case. I, I I'm going to have a lot of bets on that game. I can't wait. The Giants (laughs) also working out, and you'd have to be a hashtag real one to get Mm. this reference. Demir Bird being worked out by the Giants, who uh, I think was during the COVID year in 2020, had a number of bets on Demir Bird when he was like the Patriots deep threat catching passes from Cam Newton. Ain't they miss yep. Tom Brady? Here's Cam Newton to Demir Bird. And now it's Mac Jones to uh, Keyshawn Booty and Tyquan Thornton. Okay, uh, so that's the breaking news on the Giants, who, like, it doesn't look like Daniel Jones. Like, the, uh, I think it's not looking like he's going to play on Sunday. All right, let's get back to our handicap of Week 7 in the NFL. P-squared, B-squared. Jake, bring the music up, and we will move Ken from the Commanders and the Giants and the NFC East to Tampa Bay and the NFC South. As Baker Mayfield and the Bucks coming off... You know, like, I think they just honestly just, like, got lost. They they lost and got out to by a better team yesterday with the Detroit yeah. Lions. And, like, I bet the Lions, and that's not me saying, oh, look, I was right before the game. Uh, just, to, like, look how the game played out. Just, like, Detroit's probably just, like, better. Um, but now Tampa gets to welcome in uh, Desmond Ritter on the road. And we think it's going to be Desmond Ritter. I think you and I both agree that Ritter will get this start. And if this goes poorly, then maybe Arthur Smith kind of ejects and goes for Taylor Heineke. But we think it's going to be Desmond Ritter, who obviously like could not have played worse yesterday as the uh, Falcons lost to the Commanders. The point spread right now at our show sponsor, BetMGM side in total. The Bucs, two and a half point home favorites against Atlanta. The total here, Ken, is 39 and a half. Uh, Pen, pencil, blood or blank, Bucks and Falcons.
0: I feel like every game we've done so far, I've been like under, like under. I think this total's fine. I don't have an issue with this one. (laughs) So this is the first time I'm not gonna, well actually I said over with the Giants, but like it just, it's immense. It sounds like Ken's really down on all these games. Look at the board, small spreads and quarterback and backup quarterbacks and a, a lot of totals under 40 or under. Like a lot of totals in that range. Like, that's that's bad football. That's like not the football that we like to watch. Um, and then we'll do Dolphins equals tomorrow, and it's a two with a total of like 59. So that'll be really fun. Uh, in this game, I don't like, I think the number's fine. Like, I don't disagree. If you told me for like when we find out Ritter's starting, which we don't know yet, like Arthur Smith could come out and say, like, it's Taylor Heineke, we could have that during the show, that could definitely happen. With as bad as Ritter was, the problem is, is the game before that, he was good and they won. So, like, it's not even this like consistent thread of bad they're performances. They're three, it's like two. Like, there's yeah. still
2: three and three.
0: It's very hot cold with him. It's like, you know, like, oh, oh, this is the game that he's going to pull him. And then he has a, like a pretty good game, or they win and it gets him another couple games. So I, I think it's going to be Ritter. And I got to be honest, like, if he's going to be the quarterback and the spread's going to be less than three and he's going to be on the road where he's been an absolute disaster so far, it would only be Tampa. I just, I don't really know where the number's going. So it's like, it's like, it's literally two and a half one ten 110 at 90% of sports books. So it's not like I, oh, like we're going to three or we're going to go to a pick or whatever. I would only think about betting Tampa. I don't think the number is like wrong or anything. It's just a play on Tampa off that game where I think people are kind of down on them. And it's a play against Atlanta on the road with this terrible quarterback. Like I just, you know, I, I have a hard time figuring out like that. Like Atlanta oh, Atlanta's going to win this game. Like if, if Ritter's going to start, I think it could be a close game, but just You know i think it's like literally just a an opinion like play on tampa and against ritter if the number is less than three but i don't think the number is like wrong i don't think anything that interesting is happening with this market uh and we'll kind of wait to see if ritter's actually going to start
2: the Bucks' favorites is tough and i'm not suggesting that the wrong team is favored here i do not think that is the case at all
0: favored like not even true
2: it's and like i think arthur smith stinks like, I think his game management's terrible. I think like the way he deploys like the offensive skill position players is terrible. I'm on record say everyone wants to bag on Ritter, including me. Also the coach sucks. Also, like Tampa's head coach is Todd Balls. And if this number is gonna be three, so like how about this? I'd at this number, two and a half, I two and a half. I'd only I'd only bet Tampa. At three, I actually think I'm like, I'd consider betting the Falcons. Um I'm curious what you think about Atlanta as a teaser leg here and if, like, the potential volatility a quarterback, like, makes you like it more or less potentially if Heineke's going to come in. Because, like, just looking at it total like this with Atlanta's run game and, like, Atlanta's defense is pretty good. Like, R- Ritter is the reason why Washington scored 24 points yesterday. It wasn't because, like, Sam Howell was just, like, organically lighting it up. Atlanta seems like, like the nuts to me as, like, a teaser leg almost this week right now.
0: T, they do seem really good, right? You, you actually know who the starting quarterbacks are. It's a low total, two and a half to eight and a half. Tampa, you know, the funny thing is, like, I mean, I guess they have won two games by margin, I guess, to be fair. Tampa's schedule is so funny, by the way, too. Like, you can you can take the five games and just draw a giant line to cut the games in half and be like, what what is Atlanta closer toward? Because th- th- we do have this with some teams. Just like, if, you, if they're going to step up in class and play, like, a really good team, It's like a no contest like it's just and that's kind of what we're learning about Tampa their two losses are to the Eagles and the Lions two teams with like mauler offensive lines run the ball for a million yards totally win the line of scrimmage. And, like, the Bucs just just aren't able to score in the game. Couldn't score against Philadelphia. They scored 11 points in a home game. And they scored six against the Lions yesterday. Like, Philly and Detroit actually profile very similarly in terms of, like, some of the things that they do well. Now, they have, you know, differences at quarterback, differences at head coach. But, like, some of their advantages translated in both of those games. And, like, Atlanta has some of that. Like, Atlanta wants to run the ball and be really physical. But, like, they're not Philly and they're not Detroit. Like, they're not that. So it's kind of like what Atlanta's almost this like hybrid opponent. Like Tampa's played three really inept teams, to be honest. Like the Vikings maybe end up being something, but like they're pretty bad. And they beat the Vikings in week one, the Bears in week two, and the Saints in week four. Like those are their three wins. Atlanta's kind of this like funny in between. Like they're not that bad. They're definitely not Detroit and Philly, which is why I would give Tampa a chance to win this game versus the others. Um, I, I think it's like, again, but this is where I go back to like, I think the number's fine. I just... I really would not like betting Ritter on the road, needing him to win basically for me to cover my bet. That would that seems like a tough ask. And now at three, you might have a point where like maybe you want to make the bet at that point, and maybe that's kind of where we're differing. Uh, I I don't want Atlanta in the game on the road.
2: Uh and it, but you agree with me at least early in the week on Atlanta teasers, but look, yeah, looking yeah teaser, I think good, that makes least.
0: sense. So so what's the what the other leg? Do we have an oh yeah
2: like Giants Atlanta. Yes. How about Seattle? How about I, I? I feel like I like Seattle a little more than you do, at least in the game. But like, I, I like Seattle. Minus teaser two, like, leg. How I'm does that you. lose?
0: Yeah, teaser leg. I'm with you. We'll we'll do that. Is that game up next? Is Arizona Seattle up next? Uh, that just
2: we could make it up next. I have I have Ravens Lions up next.
0: Yeah, can we, can we do Arizona Seattle next and just start it real quick? Can I just can like, I give cause... you
2: some can I give you some breaking news first?
0: Oh yeah, what do you got?
2: Uh that, nothing like really like earth shattering but something will be hashtag following over the course of the next couple days i got a note from someone by the way who who really likes my excessive usage recently of like hashtag so i think i might oh okay i think i I I hashtag like it um niners head coach kyle shanahan addressing the media giving injury updates uh christian mccaffrey currently undergoing an mri for his oblique slash rib injury that sounds like bad to me that he's and maybe the, the results will be fine Anybody
0: want to go jam Tyreek Hill to win Offensive Player of the Year right now before he goes to minus 300? Anybody want to go do that?
2: Well, I guess I guess my like my only concern for Tyreek Hill would be how can he win Offensive Player of the Year when one of his teammates is going to win Offensive Player of the Year? And I'm not <laughs> talking about Tua. And I'm kidding no, about know, Raheem Mostert because Jeff Wilson will be back in HN. We'll be back. But like, right, Mostert's on pace eventually. for 31 touchdowns. Um, yeah. CMC, MRI, no high ankle sprain for Trent Williams, which means like he's not going to be out for a while, but could miss this upcoming game Monday night against the Vikings. Extra rest. Debo Samuel day to day. So Debo, you would think would be good for next Monday night. McCaffrey is the worrisome one. We'll get to the Niners and Vikings Monday night football probably tomorrow. Um, can I'll let, we can at least start here.
0: Well, let me do something here for like, we only have like 30 seconds left sure. in this segment. Maybe, we could, maybe we'll start the Cardinals after the break, but just like, I, like I we'll we do Dolphins Eagles tomorrow probably. Just like, good lesson remember how we thought about the Niners not we like we didn't think this way remember how like people like everybody in content or gambling people talk about sports whatever it was like they're the best team by far Purdy's gonna win MVP Shanahan's gonna win coach of the year like are they gonna lose once and in one week like look what happened like people are hurt they lost McCaffrey MRI I think that's the Dolphins this week I think that's like the same thing and i think we're about to like really fizzle on a bunch of that stuff
2: all right you might be right on the other side p squared b squared well actually no on the other side drew Dintic will join us and then we'll get back to p squared b squared at the end of the hour
1: we'll be right back with you better you bet presented by bet mgm <laughs> on the bet ql network Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Remember when uh, Puka
2: Nakua was the thing? Tutu Atwell was kind of a thing. Well, here comes Cooper Cup, and now you are no longer things. Cooper Cup is like a yeah. uh, like a like Galactus, like eats planets. Like Cooper Cup is like eating Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell and just absorbed their collective ability and all their targets, and he's just absolutely outrageously good. Also, the Rams figured out at halftime, hey, we should probably stop throwing on every play and run on this brutal Cardinals defense. Enter Kyron Williams, a little dash of Ronnie Rivers, and the Rams run away to a, uh, a win and a cover against the Arizona Cardinals, aided by just some brutal throws by Josh Dobbs, missing Hollywood Brown on a couple long touchdowns. Uh, maybe at the over, like Ken and I, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't that pleasurable an experience, but for our guest, Drew Densick, it definitely was because he came on the show last week and he gave out the L.A. Rams as his favorite bet for Week 6 in the NFL. Whale will join us in just a second. Lock miss is still to come, though. Ken Barkley's going to tell you how to bet national championship in college football. All our bets for tonight are still to come. Bets of Steel in the NHL, Major League Baseball, Game 1 of the NLCS, and then Monday Night Football with the Cowboys and the Chargers. And we'll continue our handicap of Week 7 in the National Football League 20 minutes from now, and we'll start it with the Seahawks and the Cardinals in the Pacific Northwest. But joining us right now is the aforementioned Whale Capper, our good friend Drew Dinsick. Drew on Twitter, at Whale underscore Capper. He is a betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and the co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. Whale supports us, comes on the show all the time. Please support Whale on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper, NBC Sports, and the Deep Dive podcast. My friend, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on the Rams, and happy Monday.
3: Yeah, happy Monday to you guys as well. Uh, great to be with you as always. Uh, and, you know, six weeks into the season, I'm enjoying NFL more than I ever have in terms of betting and less than I ever have in terms of enjoyment of watching the game. Uh, it feels like half of the offenses are still stuck in mud and now we're going to throw a healthy serving of quarterback injury uncertainty into the stew. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, best of luck betting banging over in today's NFL.
0: Yeah, the the one game where you, you maybe could get away with that whale is is tonight, right? With Dallas and the and the Chargers. We haven't talked about this game like at all today, basically. It's <laughs> obviously Kind of a banger of a game like we just we just talked about maybe the worst collection of games ever in terms of the one <laughs> o'clock slate uh coming up here for week seven and like here's this like jewel of a game on monday night football with like two yeah. like, teams that kind of think they can make deep playoff runs like there's a high total in oh, a total that starts with five like oh my like what an oasis <laughs> in the desert you know, like what a ridiculous thing so cowboys one and a half 50 and a half any bets here just to like mm-hmm. to I was going to ask you about the quarterback injury games like we'll do that next I'm just like I'm kind of tired of that just for like a couple minutes what I'm do you sure. what do you like in Cowboys and Chargers like an actually entertaining game
3: oh yeah no doubt uh a prime time total in the 50s though fool me once shame on you uh sure. fool me twice never get fooled again um the, interesting that there has been some game day steam on the under. Uh, this opened in the 48 range, got bet up to 50 and a half. 51 was probably the inflection point. Uh, and yeah, the, the game day money has come in on the under. Uh, don't exactly get that. Uh, there has been some game day game day steam on the Chargers, which I do agree with. Um, I got into the Chargers money line here in the plus 120 range. Uh, this, to me, looks like a very, very, very tough test for the Dallas Cowboys defense, who is ailing. Uh, you know, People know that uh, Trayvon Diggs you know, is, is, is out for the season with uh, you know relatively significant injury to the secondary. Uh, they lose Leighton Van Der Esch as well, who, while not my favorite player, is certainly kind of an important player uh, for covering the middle of the field. They now have to rel- Rely on some pretty, um, you know, some pretty sketchy backfill in the linebacking core, and it's and uh, you know they're going to be leaning pretty heavily on the safeties here. I think you're going to see a lot of set, light sets out there for, um, you know, for this deep, you know, for the. Uh, uh, Dan Quinn defense here, and I think that actually sets up well for the Chargers to be able to do a pretty balanced attack. Uh, Austin Eckler's coming back. Your offensive line is effectively at full strength, minus Lindsley, who's going to be, uh, you know, your, the the center that they've already re- you know worked around in terms of replacement. Um, and I think the it's notable that the Cowboys really have not faced a, an especially uh, high level quarterback opposition so far this year. Um, their most recent defeat obviously came at the hands of the great Brock Purdy. Uh, And, you know, he was incredibly efficient in that game. Um, But Justin Herbert is a beast of another color and uh, very excited to see what he can do against this defense, missing some of these key pieces. And uh, if he did not have especially outstanding tackle play, then maybe Micah Parsons could be the game wrecker that we've seen at times so far this season. But he looks a little like a step a step off from what we saw earlier this season where he was just undefendable, um, maybe dealing with a little bit of an injury, maybe just uh, teams are, are doing a better job of scouting him and getting two hats on him. But um, now I think the Cowboys' defense is beatable here. I think the Chargers can do it. And I think the Chargers' defense is not great. Um, Khalil Mack obviously had a standout game his last time out, but is still a guy that you can't really... Uh, expect to you know show up on the stat sheet against a good offensive line. Joey Bosa is going to play, but is also sort of in that you know malaise right now where he's not performing the level you would expect this year. I think Derwin James is going to play, and you know I think you know these guys are names, but uh, you know not really performing uh, to the degree that uh, you would have hoped for uh, to this point in the calendar year. But coming off of a bye and you know game planning for a pretty vanilla Cowboys attack has me excited that the Chargers defense could look pretty good here. Um, and you know, my kind of final thesis is this ends up getting out of hand, which Cowboys losses have at least so far this season. Uh, does the fact that this is in prime time as a standalone game have, uh, broader consequences for Mike McCarthy, who obviously took over play calling from, uh, Kellen Moore, who is going to be on the other side of the field today. So, um, a couple weeks ago, Andy and I were trying hard to figure out game theory out who's going to be the first coach fired. And, We landed squarely on Mike McCarthy, with the auspice of if he loses badly to the Niners and the Chargers in back-to-back weeks, and then takes uh, you know a three-and-three record into his bye, then he's in deep trouble. So uh, that's kind of where my head is at with the uh, the McCarthy regime right now.
2: All right, you better, you better hear a Nick and Ken Magnificent Football Monday talking the NFL with our good friend the Whale Capper Drew Dinsick, on Twitter at Whale underscore capper. So Whale on the Chargers tonight. I think uh he'll have some some company in the form of us here on the show. We'll talk about that <laughs> coming up in the final hour. Uh whale, as it stands right now, what's your favorite look in week seven?
3: Man, I haven't made a bet yet for week seven. Uh and it is a really, really, really tough card. Um, as Ken was kind of alluding to, the name of the game is largely figuring out uh player availability at the quarterback. Position um, entirely possible. We might have a game between um, Aiden O'Connell and somebody whose name I learned yesterday for the Chicago Bears. So yeah, that could be a professional football game that kicks off this Sunday. Um, but uh, no, I think the there there are really really interesting games. Um, I you know I, I spent a decent amount of time rewatching the Atlanta Washington game. I spent a decent amount of time rewatching uh, Detroit Tampa Bay, and coming out of those two contests it's it's going to be tough not to back atlanta here i think you know tampa bay is a very one-dimensional team right now they can get virtually nothing going on the ground either you know their run blocking scheme looks broken on top of just not having any pop in the backfield uh and they take on an atlanta team that is very very good at stopping the run so this all of a sudden turns into a pretty one-dimensional game for Uh, for Tampa on the arm of Baker Mayfield. And uh, I think that Atlanta, uh, if they can continue to get pass rush like we saw yesterday from, you know, a number of different contributors – Uh, That is sort of the key to bringing out the worst in Baker Mayfield. And so I think the Atlanta defense can bounce back from what was kind of a lackluster day yesterday. And uh, I'm hoping that the Atlanta offense can get right to a degree. I'm not exactly sure why uh, the running scheme has taken a huge step backwards this year, even then with the addition of Bijan Robinson. But it has not been as dynamic and as effective as what we saw last year. So uh, this is a kind of a do or die game for Atlanta, even more than it is for Tampa. Uh, if they lose and they go to three and four I think you're probably talking about a ceiling of eight wins for them for the season and you're out of a playoff mix uh whereas a win for Atlanta probably puts them right back in the discussion for still winning a pretty weak NFC south so uh Atlanta money line is the only thing that really stands out to me right now but uh again uh kind of uh waiting to fire until we get a little bit more injury information from both of those two teams
0: yeah uh, the NFC south it's it's really something <laughs> like it's <laughs> really really something they just what a what a stupid division. Uh, well, the game of the week is, <laughs> is almost certainly Sunday night football. Like, oh, oh yeah. a, a really good game again. Like, thank God. Uh, yeah. Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles <clears> off, <throat> like, just a, a really kind of bizarre Jalen Hurts makes it an uncharacteristically terrible throw. Basically gives the Jets the game in a, uh, in a big spot. So the Eagles kind of off their first loss of the season. And the Dolphins have kind of, like, been on some, like, distant universe for a couple weeks playing, like, you know teams that are like just tossed to them to, to beat by multiple touchdowns the Giants and the Dolphins haven't really really seen them play competition for a while Eagles one one and a half, two. were kind of all over the place but less than three and a really high total which I think you'd expect 52 obviously a couple of injuries in this game most notably on the Eagles side but early thoughts here on the game of the week uh, Dolphins Eagles with the Eagles a small favorite.
3: Yeah, I, there's been Miami money that showed up today. Again, we're kind of in the dead zone where this isn't super consequential one way or the other. Where this number goes is probably going to stay here, not get to three, not get to pick. Um, and uh, I like the Eagles. Um, my fair here is three. Um, I'm expecting Lane, Lane Johnson will play. Um, and I think that matters uh, to a degree because the Miami front four uh, is starting to get a lot better. Um, Christian Wilkins looks like he came into the season pretty out of shape, um, and has played his way into game shape, uh, for that and kind of lead that unit. Um, and so if they're, you know, if they're at full strength and the uh, Eagles offensive line is not, then that's a huge problem because basically the book on Jalen Hurts is sort of getting out, which is you need to get him off of his spot. If you allow him a clean pocket and you let him operate without having to move, um, he is going to carve you. Uh, particularly when you have matchup advantages like A.J. Brown against the secondary that can't cover A.J. Brown. Um, so I think that if the, you know, the the Dolphins defensive line is sort of tasked with the key, uh, you know, the key job of moving Jalen Hurts off of his spot, um, for whatever reason, Hurts rolling out has been super ineffective through the air. He can really only kind of get it going on the ground when he's out of the pocket. Uh, and so I think uh, that's mostly what will determine the outcome of this game one way or the other. I know that... The Miami offense looks untouchable right now. They're schemed incredibly well. They're at full strength. They're at full health. Tua's is playing amazing football. Um, but it's a different environment to go into the link on a on a night game and uh, have your you know your offense be able to communicate and do well against a you know a defensive line that has a lot of uh, very very um, effective pass rushers. So interior pressure on Tua if Carter is available it was what would I I would expect, uh, and I think that can kind of you know, kind of lower the floor on what you're going to get in terms of an output for the Dolphins. So um, in the end, I think this probably is like a 27-24 kind of game in favor of Philly. Um, and at price, I would only back the Eagles.
2: I just I just want to, like, throw this out there again. I have nothing, nothing to support this. Just watching the game. I don't think Jalen Hurts is healthy I wouldn't be surprised if like something came out that he's like nursing some injury the way that he played yesterday. Just my opinion, um, Ken. I think you may be like in lockstep with Whale just like early on in the week and how we feel about this game. Ken and I will talk more about this game coming up tomorrow. Uh, Whale, let's close here. I want to get your thought on one of the other huge games coming up this week in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We have about. 90 seconds for this answer here, and that's the Ravens and the Lions in Baltimore, uh, Baltimore returning back to uh, to the States from their London win, except not really impressive against the Tennessee Titans. Um, this was two and a half, it's been two and a half, been bet up to three. Uh, David Montgomery going to miss some time for Detroit, and maybe Jameer Gibbs will come back in the running back group for the Lions, but the Lions really impressive, suffocating the Buccaneers on Sunday. Ravens minus three right now at home against Detroit. We have about 60 seconds for the answer, about a minute whale. Any bets or early thoughts at least with Baltimore and Detroit.
3: Yeah, I think this is a, this is an awesome game, uh, best game of the morning slate, no question. Uh, and I think the action is going to come one way or the other based on weather. Um, if this is a poor weather game, if there's wind in the twenty mile an hour range, if there's any semblance of rain, uh, then Detroit is an absolute stay away, um, just because golf in those conditions has proven to be such a you know fundamental liability uh, that I don't think you can even take. Three points with them in that spot against a very, very well coached and you know skilled Ravens defense, uh, and then the flip side is if this is like a neutral weather game, um, this is Lions. You know, Lions money line is a, is a pretty fun look for me, um, and I think the Lions are very, very good. Uh, this is a top five defense by my numbers so far this season. Um, it's just a hair above the Ravens, ironically, and which is that's why you're looking at this super duper low total. Um, I like their speed. I like their ability to match. Uh, you know the, the, what the Ravens bring to the table in terms of X factor with Lamar Jackson running, uh, and I think that in general, um, you know, there's nothing about the defense that I don't think can you know carry on at this level. Uh, against a Ravens offense that's still figuring things out. And then the flip side is, again, if Goff can operate pretty comfortably, he's behind a very, very solid offensive line, incredible set of weapons. I think they could make the Ravens hurt here. So uh, Lions carry on their winning ways, uh, as long as we're not talking about uh, 20-mile-an-hour ones.
2: Well, we appreciate it, brother. Great stuff on the show, as always. Drew is on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Check him out, NBC Sports Betting Analyst, and the Deep Dive Podcast, along with our friend Andy Molitor. My friend, wishing you the best of luck with all the bets, especially the Chargers tonight, because we'll be joining you. Stay well, and we'll catch up with you next week here on You Better, You Bet.
3: All right, best of luck, guys.
2: The whale capper, Drew Dinsick joining us here on the show. Well, with Lions' money line as an early look in that game, and then how about Falcons' money line against the Buccaneers? Lions money line I definitely like I don't know if I can get there with the Atlanta Tampa game
0: yeah and just again another reminder uh we had this last week and it didn't turn into anything really but just we're in the fall and it might start raining a bunch of places and there might be wind and Baltimore is one of the most likely places where you're gonna have weather this weekend at least to monitor may not affect the game but at least something to know about
2: All right, on the other side, Ken and I will talk about the Ravens-Lions game coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. We will also get into the Seahawks and the Cardinals in the Pacific Northwest. P-squared, B-squared rolls on to wrap up our number three, You Better You Bet, next on a magnificent football Monday.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Motion
0: Man Metcalf smith hit as he throws bj hill and it's over the bengals defense delivers
1: welcome back to you better you bet brought to you by bet mgm with nick costos and ken barkley on the bet ql network i
2: can't believe i won my bet on cincinnati and seattle like actually smashed the Bengals in that game. Like somehow managed yep. to lose and not cover the spread. So, sh- I mean, I would say shout out to me, but I mean, I didn't really do much. I made, I made a bad bet that thankfully won, uh, which is better than the alternative, making a good bet that loses. So I'll take that any day of the week. We will get back to P-squared, B-squared in a second, our handicap of Week 7 in the National Football League. But want to remind our audience, whether you're listening to the show on all the various spots that we are on, including, you know, radio stations nationwide, we're on XM today, preempted on Sirius right now because of play-by-play Coverage of the ALCS, but it's great to be on XM, stations around the country, YouTube, Twitch, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, and of course with our friends on Stadium where where we are simulcast right now. We want everybody to check out YouBetterYouBetShop.com where you can get all your You Better You Bet merchandise needs. You want a shirt, You Better You Bet after dark, YouBetterYouBetShop.com. How about Don't Be a Slap? You you bet You want Prop king merch? How about choose your capper merch? You better At bet eight buckets bucket hat, you you bet You want long sleeve t shirts, short sleeve t shirts, you want hats, you want hooded sweatshirts, you, you bet For all your you better you bet merchandise needs, support the show at you, you bet That's you you bet shop. Dot com And if you're watching the show on Stadium, this is our final segment on Stadium for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock Eastern. If you want to check out the final hour, I would recommend that because we'll do Lochmas. Ken's going to tell you how to bet national championship in college football. We'll give you all our NHL bets for tonight in Bets of Steel, our bets for Game 1 of the NLCS with the Phils and the Diamondbacks, and, of course, side total and props for Monday Night Football with the Chargers and the Cowboys. Just flip on over, twitch.tv backslash betql, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, and you can watch the final hour of the show again. Twitch.tv backslash betql, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, and you better shop. dot shop.com. All right, uh, Jake, bring the music back up here. And Ken, let's pay off the, uh, the Seahawks Cardinals conversation that we've been teasing for a little bit. So, Arizona loses to the Rams and doesn't cover the spread and barely scores any points. Jerks. And Seattle somehow loses to Cincinnati despite thoroughly outplaying the Bengals on the road. The point spread for this game in the Pacific Northwest. Seattle an eight-point favorite at BetMGM. Ken, the total is 46. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Seahawks and Cardinals
0: uh i think i just agree with the side and i I think it's a good encapsulation of the difference between the teams my number was like between seven and seven and a half for uh, for the game which i i don't think is that surprising we saw uh the rams number last week remember the rams have like almost no home field advantage the seahawks will have some home field advantage like josh Dobbs will have to operate an offense on the road with crowd noise which will be worth something something that gets you like over the key number of seven I, i don't hate that i agree with you on seahawks teaser legs um maybe favorite teaser leg of the week be like this more than like the Giants or Atlanta or any of the other ones
2: I I think Seattle is so likely I think Seattle is going to cover the game line so like of course I like Seattle teaser legs. yes I think it's just, <laughs> it's just I just think it's I I think it's the best teaser leg of the week yeah to answer your question sure.
0: Denver seven and a half at home to Green Bay stands out as like potentially pretty good too when we get to that game but I agree like versus all these one and a half two and a half up games where we at least know the quarterbacks. I agree. I think it's for me it's like really straightforward. It's T Seattle. Um the question I have to ask myself is like do I want to go back in on an over in a Cardinals game again with a really low total in this game for a Cardinal? We have 44 and a half. We're back to this is this is lower than the total in the Bengals game when the Bengals were bad. When people thought the Bengals stunk when they scored like 3 points against Tennessee, you got 45 and a half in that game. Now you got Seattle's offense and again like the just you know not to uh, get too far ahead of ourselves. Like Chase, the game of the game of his life, Jamar Chase against the, the Cardinals secondary. Cooper Cup, 149 yards against the Cardinals. We'll see what healthy receivers the Seahawks have going into this game. Like, does everyone play? But man, like this Geno Smith passing attack against this D, like it's the same thing again. Like the, the Seahawks should name their yardage and score. And the question is like, can Arizona score enough? Um, which, you know, I, to be fair, it's like, oh, well, you had the over against the Rams and that, you know, it ended up not being good. Yeah, like the cardinals in every other game they played better red zone efficiency more explosive plays and they just missed on a bunch of long touchdowns and they got in the red zone and they settled for field goals twice in a uh, in a bunch of situations so like it you know yes the game went under actually i still really like the bet i still you know the rams kind of held up their end of the bargain a little bit better than the cardinals did so totally agree on seahawks teasers question's going to be hashtag totals work tomorrow Does the over start to look at it like, you know, almost like an average NFL scoring game with the Cardinals involved? Not sure that can be the case.
2: I'll uh, I'll wait for your hashtag totals work, and then we'll have a conversation about this coming up later in the week. Seattle got so unlucky yesterday against Cincinnati. And like, okay, so let's say the game goes according to how it should have. And I bet the Bengals, so I'm very happy with how the game turned out. Let's say Seattle wins the game, even if they win it at, like, the very end, where, like, Cincinnati had, like, miracle stop after miracle stop, like, deep in their own territory, and Seattle wins. Like, is is this the spread? I guess it probably isn't 10, but I guess if Seattle wins the game going away, it might be 10, and I think they probably should have won the game, honestly, going away. Um, We saw a couple things from Seattle yesterday that I think are very encouraging um, from a like fantasy and prop perspective, and against bad defenses, I think we'll kind of like come into the handicap. Um, the Seahawks offensive line is finally is finally getting getting healthier, and they don't have to keep running two tight end sets with me, which means Jackson Smith and Jigba's on the field more often with Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, and I think that you know, assuming health, right? And I think early in the week, I don't think there's any reason to believe that those guys aren't going to play. I think at least. Um, I,
0: well, Metcalf left briefly, right, against the Bengals. But he came and then back came in back
2: though. Yeah, he yeah. came back in.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm just saying, but like tell- Met, Metcalf's been on the injury report like literally every week of the season, I think, with something. So just like that was the only thing I was implying. is just like, cool, let's like, let's just make sure. I mean, how like how do he unlock it and not have 10 billion yards in this game? It's kind of like where does Seattle want to go? And that guy's gonna have 150 yards.
2: And also, like Smith and Jake had forty-eight yards yesterday. Like the arrow's pointing way up on him right now for the rest of the season. And also, like Kyron Williams ran through this defense, the Cardinals defense, like a hot knife through butter. Here's Kenneth Walker. Who's on like an insane hot streak right now. He's playing ridiculously well. And then here's Charbonnet right behind him. I Arizona's been really good to start the year. I think Gannon's done a great job. Rallis has done a great job. Your guy Drew Petzing has done a really good job. Dobbs has been a lot better than anyone could have possibly expected. I think it's pretty likely, and I'm not trying to bag on them, because again, I just complimented them. I think it's more likely that the Cardinals will see over the course of the rest of the year, at least until Kyler comes back, are closer to what they were yesterday than what they were earlier in the season. And I don't even mean that as a negative. They've been awesome, exceeded all expectations. I think the Seahawks are going to smash them. I think like 41-7 is in play here. So yeah, I like Seahawks' teaser legs. And I think the number's right, to be clear. Like, I think my points per in the game was 7.5. Just my opinion is I think Seattle's going to roll them. So I'll lay the Seahawks here in this game.
0: It's just, it's just funny. Like, I think if you asked everybody, Hey, like Arizona Cardinals this year, what do you think? I think they'd say something like what what you just said, right? Like I uh, thought they were going to be the worst team in the league, really low win total. And like, Oh man, like they've really acquitted themselves. This. It's just, it's such a funny optics conversation because they have one win. And not only do they have one win, they've gotten blitzed three straight games. Like, niners scored every possession basically like yes the cardinals could have backdoor to 14 point backdoor to 14 point spread like niners scored a billion one by a billion bengals billion yesterday rams like 20 to nothing in the second half the second halves of these games have been really bad i think they've been outscored in all three like it's just funny that it actually does kind of look like what we thought before the year now that you look now that you look at the whole picture <laughs> it's like cool great win against dallas Also, you have one when you've gotten absolutely bulldozed three straight times. (laughs) Like, that's actually happened. So to your point, like, why can't it just happen again? Like, this, maybe it's actually closer to the Cardinals' projection from before the year than we think. Because I'm with you, I'm like, no, but they've, like, they're so feisty and they're like in the mix and stuff you're like really are they in the mix look at the scores <laughs> like they're really in the mix it's like what mix are they in what is exactly happening here couldn't cover seven against the rams yesterday um so i'm, I'm with you i think it but i think it's just for me now that the, if the spread's more than a possession which is not what it was against the rams last week then yeah it's teased down and maybe it's the over the seahawks having to do a lot of work there
2: all right, let's go to the uh, the Ravens and the Lions here. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent Football Monday. Wrapping up our time on Stadium for today. If you want to check out the final hour of the show, twitch.tv backslash betql. Ken, we can at least start our handicap here. The Ravens, a three-point home favorite coming back from London against the Lions, who are 5-1. and one. And oh, by the way, Eagles and the Niners both lose yesterday. Lions with the same record right now as San Francisco and Philadelphia, all three five and 5-1 atop the NFC. Total in the game is 42. Initial thoughts, and David Montgomery going to be out for like a couple of weeks for the Lions here with his rib injury, so maybe Jameer Gibbs comes back. Otherwise, it'll be Craig Reynolds and Bam Knight likely, and Divino Zigbo for the Lions. Uh, Lions, a three-point dog on the road in Baltimore, 42. Any early thoughts, pen, pencil, blood, or blank? Detroit and Baltimore.
0: I mean, Detroit's able been able to win a bunch of games on their schedule, like you know Tampa and Carolina the last few weeks, because they're able to just win the line of scrimmage against those teams, like not easily, but like you know we're able to win the line of scrimmage a lot of times against those teams, and so it kind of you know they're able to win despite having injured players, and they're able to win despite you know uh not having a full roster and and you know all that stuff, and he kind of like okay but like is this game gonna be that like is that what this is like can they control the line of scrimmage like they can against carolina and tampa in this game maybe because they're they're so good at it but this is where i kind of go back and forth on on what i want to do here um you have the ravens coming back from london like historically that's been kind of viewed you talk to players too there's like a weird lingering hangover that kind of goes with some of that stuff like the game after really um I mean, yet yeah, the, the Bills off the Jaguars game came back to Buffalo and played, like, whatever that was last night offensively, kind of give you a sleepwalking performance. So maybe that affects Baltimore in the game. I just My last thing on this, just like as a, an appetizer to talk about, so I have not bet the game yet. I mean, this is a terrible comparison, but this is what I'm thinking about right now. Like, all those tweets the last, like, 10 years that were like, hey, like, if you just bet Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in every game, you'd be up 19,215, like, all those tweets, because, like, they were so good against the spread. But the whole thing with trends like that is you never know when you're in it that it's one of those. And then you get after the fact, and it's like, well, if you've done that, but, like, nobody knows that you're in it. Like, nobody knew that, that that was going on at the time. Like, is that the Dan Campbell Lions? Like, is that what this – he's, like, the best ATS coach in NFL history right now, like, through however many games he's coached. Is it, are we just dumb to not just at some point just be like, all right, every game and I'll just roll the dice and you take your chances. And like, here's the best ATS coach going. This is, this. these are the things I think about now with this team. Just, I mean, like, I, like, maybe they're that good now. I don't know. I don't have any explanation for kind of what's going on. And maybe that's not this game. That's just, it's, I, I think about those Belichick Brady tweets all the time with this team.
2: We will uh, we'll dive into a deeper handicap of this game to start the power hour, the final hour of the show. We'll also give you our bets for baseball tonight, our bets for hockey tonight, side total and props for the Chargers and the Cowboys. Flip on over if you're watching on stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.
2: That They're thinking about what moves can we make on the margins on any given.